Welcome to a brand new MA Roasted Podcast. Me, I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, waiting for McCorkle and Don Fry, who uh, was supposed to do the MA Awards, but he got bit by a spider. Um, uh, the thing, his hand blew up. I, I like that was some of the funniest thing, though. Was I? I mean, I called him to make sure he was okay, and he was okay. But then our thread of like McCorkle going, "Man, but you should have seen what happened when he bit the spider back." <laughs> it was just one joke after another. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, here with Greg Wilson, and what a week it was. Oh, my God. We got to start first talking about the Pena fight, because that's just like the... Of course. That's your, that's your crowning achievement in MMA predictions of all time. Dude, I went back, because I said, I go, this girl's going to be champ. Give her the title shot. Let's go. Like six years ago, I said this on Twitter, and people were like, you suck, F you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're like, no, that's a good joke, you know? Yeah. Like, so then I put the keywords of finding that, and then all that came up, and I was like, you were saying, and then people were like, you are the most petty person of all time. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, I aspire to be the type of petty you are, where you go back to 2016. <laughs> people were calling me like a python of like a slow kill. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said to me you know, like i can't imagine like what your grudges are, are like and then I, I posted that that uh the the gif of remember billy madison when steve buscemi had like a list of people to kill and then adam sandler called him up and said hey man sorry for picking on you in, in high school whatever you, you know you ever said that and he puts on lipstick and cross i've it never up. been a big adam sandler movie fan i i, I just not i i, I everyone i know loves them and i'm always like this is so fucking stupid i ate almost all of them the early ones were classic. The ones See, the wedding- I hated the early ones. I liked The Wedding Singer. That was one of the ones I liked was The Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Those three were like just one of my favorite. And then they got a little bit – once everyone else got involved, you could see where he, he like lost control of his own movies. And it was just – it was just sort of like – I think that one with uh, Harvey Keitel where he played the devil or something got a little bit too crazy. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, that one uh, – and didn't do well, that one either. Uh, what like, was it like, D- Little Nicky? I think that one was called. Uh, so the one was Big Daddy was good. I like Big Daddy. That was pretty good too, especially being a father now. Uh, that one was okay. I mean, I, I I saw that one. I liked. It was all right. It wasn't. I didn't like Billy Madison. I I just didn't. I wasn't. I, you know, Water Boy. I thought was dumb as shit. I just. I'm not. I've never been a big in terms of his movies. I've never been that big of a fan. That's so, me. That's me. I, don't... I hear you. I hear there's some people like, like that too. They they love certain people. And I'm just like I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I I watch it and I'm like I'm I'm trying to fit in. I like want to laugh along with people sometimes. And I'm just like I especially with like comedians sometimes. Anyway, but I I, <laughs> I was watching it for with uh on watch party with UFC. They 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 uh they took me. I got to go to the um UFC Apex watch it with Forrest Griffin, and we're watching it. And I'm I'm calling Pena. And uh, it was like, you ever see Rocky Four 
when like uh, Rocky says, come back against a Russian, and Paulie takes the, guy, the other trainer's face and just starts smudging it like, he's doing his yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing to Forrest Griffin. I was like, uh, he's coming back. She's coming back. Dude, when she won, I jumped on him. I started wrestling Forrest. I, I literally started like, he was like, what the fuck? Like, like, I was going, remember that time you were over at my house and Ellenberger won? And I was going ballistic. First, it was Woodley and Ellenberger. Then they won the same card. Like, Woodley knocked out, I think, Darren Till and Ellenberger beat Matt. I like the time Bubba won that match. We were at that bar, and everyone wanted oh. us to shut up, but we were losing our minds, and I yeah. almost got in a fight. Dude. It's like, I've seen you. I've seen you go full tilt when someone you want to win actually does. But when, uh, but when like, I jumped on Forrest, started, like, going cr- – I was going ballistic. I was so happy for Pena. And you know what it was? It was just, like – the girl, like I said before, she has a belief in herself that you can't buy. A lot of people have that, like, that, that self-doubt. Like, remember I said, like, when Ben Glebe always kills. I've seen him bomb. But he always thinks he has a great set. And, right. uh, and same with Tiffany Haddish. I think Tiffany Haddish at the Laugh Factory, not get a laugh. Not get a laugh. People were, like, visibly, like, and she walks off like she fucking murdered. And it's not an act. She just believes that she murdered. And it's, it's a, I, I wish you could buy that skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because when I buy, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. No, no. <laughs> I walk out of there going, God damn! I used to people used to always give me compliments after shows. Be like, that was so great and everything. And then I would feel the need to explain how it could have been better. Be like that was such an amazing show. I'm like, yeah, I know. I didn't, you know, that one bit it didn't go like I thought it would. And then they're just standing there. And then I'm <laughs> finally, my wife was at one point was like, just say thank you. Just say thank you. And I was like, better, yes. I'll just say thank you from now on. I've had threesomes after shows with two porn stars, and I'm still mad. I'm not. Even, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even happy about like. I, I'm like. I'm like happy enough to be there, but I'm still like pissed about the fucking show. Like, like, like there were times. I remember it was the time, uh, not with the porn stars, but the Friends finale. It was the Friends finale, most watched show of all time. This is before DVR and TiVo, and my agent sets a thing where the entire Gersh agency comes to see me at the Westwood Bruco. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Well, I spent all day walking around UCLA trying to get anyone to come. No, everyone's like, no, I'm watching Friends. I'm watching Friends. I'm watching Friends. So the only people there were the agents, 15 agents who were pissed they weren't watching Friends. Uh, oh, my and then, God. Like, wow. Times, and, like, Nick Swartzen, and, like, he was cool, but, like, five comics that couldn't wait to watch me bomb. And it was yeah. fucking brutal I, I was and my agent's like what happened what happened i told you to fucking cancel the show a hundred times i knew this was gonna happen like uh and they and none of them sat in the front they all sat against the wall at the end right exactly they're like no that's for the audience we're the we're industry oh, no uh, we did that happened one time in the uh in the 90s well i'm in an improv troupe we start booking corporate events this was our first big corporate event they took us to maui to perform for this company at their big annual event and we, but we were, it was scheduled. It turned out to be Carson's last night on television. Oh. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, come on, guys, let's just have a great show. Blah, blah. So the opening act is this comedian guy. He's great, very funny. He goes, all right, please welcome, you know, uh, ad libs. And we come out there. And as we're coming out, we have this musical intro. We're doing all these funny little bits or whatever. Well, we thought they were funny at the time. And the, uh, and the audience, okay, now the room, it's like a conference you know, a center arena type thing. So there's probably like 4,000 people in it. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge fucking place. Yeah. All packed. They're like, here comes AdLibs. And we start doing our thing and the doors fly open 
and everyone just starts streaming out of there because they knew it was time to go watch Carson because it was it was earlier. It was in Hawaii, so it started earlier there. Than it, so everyone just starts, or, or later, so everyone starts leaving. They're all just pouring out of the place to go watch Carson's last night on television. And the uh, <laughs> and so this room that seats like 4,000 people is down to like 75. <laughs> Uh, spread out around this fucking thing. Was that a Brendan Schaub show you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! We got him! That's one. There he is. Like someone just left just now. Like that, he just comes out for that and then leaves. He's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> that, didn't even know it was here until then. But that it was. It was very much like that. I had, yeah, I had another agency one time where I was like, the biggest agency was coming to see me. And, and I had a girlfriend at the time who's was friend was like, this is like 10 years ago when weed wasn't legal. And she bakes these weed cookies and puts them on the thing and goes, eat me when you want to relax. I'm yummy. I didn't even know there were weed cookies. So I ate like six of them. Cause I'm like, I want to relax. These taste them. And then I'm like, I'm fucking floating and I got to do it. Oh a- my God. Oh, I- <laughs> life is so fucking cruel. So then there was a NACA conference one time where like the big college conference, I'm about to go on. And like, you know, if you do well, you get like a hundred colleges, which could be like $300,000. If you buy yeah. it, costing you five grand to be there, you know, or pretty two. much. Yep. And I get a text right before I go on stage. Producer from Last Comic Standing, you're off the show. And this is before they oh already my God. They had picked me to be on the show. They go, you're going to Hollywood. They pick 30 people. And then they're like, oh, just because we told you that you're going on the show doesn't mean you're actually going on the show. I go, but you yeah. try and call my parents. And the judge- How could you be so stupid and think and- because they told you you were going to be on that you were going to be on? Like, I what? got past the judges. Like on TV. That, that's said, what I'm saying. Like what? They go, well, no. Why wouldn't you think that? The, like, yeah, I was, he said that anyway. So anyway, yeah, anyway, so Juliana- They did that to so many people. I saw them do it one time where the guy got through, I think it was a really funny comic, Tom Clark, really funny comic, and he got through, and he, I was there, he had a great set. They took him off the show and then put him in like the worst compilation of like, and some of the comics bombed. And I'm like, no! Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I hated that show so much. It was so staged and so fake and was just a, a platform to promote certain managers' comics. It was just not – it was never real. It was always fake. So, anyway, I was so happy for Juliana Pena. I went, went going nuts, and uh, it was just like – it was crazy. I mean, she had a – it's funny because, like, the first round happened, right, where she got dominated the first round. And me and Forrest were watching, and I'm like, oh, I, I got that, you know, 11-4 Pena. Like, we're just being like, oh, because we're both rooting for Juliana. And – her uh, her corner was like Ricky Little, who goes, "Hey, you got him right where you want her." And I'm like, "Dude, this is like that's like what I tell my wrestling kids when they're down ten nothing, like just like." <laughs> and it's I'm like I'm obviously trying to give them any form. I'm like, right where is what? Like, look, dude, no matter what happens, everyone gets ice cream. <laughs> like I'm like right, and then like I guess the thing was to tire her out, and uh, the girl was exhausted. She believed her own hype. She didn't train properly or didn't train like she used to. And Pena can take a fucking punch. Uh, makes sense because she's never been rocked. She's been choked out, but she's never been hurt. That girl could take a fucking punch. And if you could withstand the girl who, who's punching you, who's the bully, and then every punch uh, Nunez threw was trying to knock her out. I mean, she loaded on everything. She exhausted herself. And uh, Pena, it was awesome. Now, uh, what did you think, Sean, of the whole thing? Uh, I think, man, some nights you're just on, and uh, Juliana Pena has the balls to stand there and trade with her. And it was like uh, Amanda's face was a punch magnet, dude. Like it was everything she threw was landed. She could, I mean, close her eyes and swing it was landed. I always felt like I had that skill. 
Like my face would catch the punch no matter where it was at. Um, but uh, like literally, a guy could close his eyes and just throw two haymakers, one with each hand. They both hit me at the same time. But uh, and I don't know what, what anyone else is saying about it. But Amanda Nunes quit. That wasn't a choke. That was and she quit. So that surprised me uh, that she quit at the end. It also surprised me that Juliana said she's the first real mother um, to be a champion, which I that was a little surprising. But uh, she really did say that. Like, whatever, whatever she says, it doesn't matter. She'll never take anything away from the father that Amanda Nunes is. So no, yeah, yeah, Greg, I don't know if you heard that it's in the press conference. I did, and I missed that. They said, "Are you the uh, are you the baddest mom to ever win the belt or something?" And she goes, "Well, I think I'm the only." I, what she meant was, she did say, they took it out, they took, they didn't put the whole quote in. She did say, Amanda's an, an amazing mother. She said Amanda's amazing mother, which she didn't say. So she didn't say she wasn't a mother. She just said that, basically what she was trying to say was like, she didn't give birth to her kid. And I think she was saying that that, that took a lot out of her body, uh, out of any, any woman, out of their body. Which is very true. Kids. I mean, right. the, the, yeah, I mean. Now, it absolutely changed. Well, how do you think, how, how, imagine how much took out on Amanda's body to get her, her wife pregnant, though. Like, that would have been really hard on her. So. Now, now the people ran. Now, now the quote—it wasn't the greatest quote. The way she kind of phrased it, and people jumped on it right away. Of like, she's a bigot and this and that, and and tagging, you know, ACLE. Oh my god! Like, Can't but, even win a championship, <laughs> and they have everyone attacking you like, oh, she's a real man. Pen, I mean, Pena could have uh, phrased it better uh, for what I think she was trying to say, but at the same time, like. She just fucking won a belt. She, her whole life has been for this one thing. Like, I mean, you know, but anyway, I'm, I'm sure someone got to her and said, hey, her agent or probably said, listen, let's just, <laughs> let's rephrase that. Um, but, but I give her credit because she said, you know, look, I'll give her a rematch or I'll, I'll fight Valentina. Like, she's just, she didn't say like, no, I don't know if she's ready for a rematch, blah, blah. I mean, Peña said, let's go right away. Um, and uh, it was awesome. I, I, I was like, I was going fucking crazy. People said it was the biggest upset of all time in the female division, and it was not. She was a six and a half or a seven to one underdog. Uh, yeah, yeah know, my hundred would have paid seven hundred, but I couldn't stand the thought of Greg saying, "How dumb are you?" I told you she <laughs> had no chance. I literally going to put a hundred on it at seven to one. I was like, yeah, I know see, Greg will be like, thing. "Are you retarded?" This is how I know you're lying because you don't bet a hundred dollars. In hindsight, <laughs> yeah. you can sit there and say, I was going to bet $100. But we all know that means $10,000. Right. And you, yeah. and I, you know what? One, one you dog. Exactly. If you would have bet 10000 bucks, she would have lost. She only won because you didn't bet on it. Not, not like that. I, tell you weekend, what, I feel like that's true most of the time, man. Dude, the, whole weekend, the, whole, the whole weekend, I'm like, the whole weekend, I'm like, I'm going to put the opinion. I'm putting the opinion, right? The whole weekend, right? Then, like... You know, I go from Canada to, to Vegas, and I take my kid to Circus Circus, right? And then we go from there to the MMA Awards, so I had to get a tops, right? And that cost. And then we, and then I, then we go to the aquarium, right? Which is the more money. And then we go to, uh, after the aquarium, we go to M&M World, which is like the biggest fucking ripoff in the history of, I'm paying like $15. Like each one is like 20 bucks. And then I go to... Another, it was just one thing after another. We went to we went to the Bellagio with the kid. It was so finally when I finally like I'm like stop the bleeding. I get to the ATM and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put fifty bucks. I'm gonna do parlay. I'm gonna put you know twenty on this, twenty on that. And then it's an eight dollar fucking service charge uh, at the casino. And I'm like, <laughs> this eight dollars just to take because you can't bet with your credit card. You have to bet cash. And who? The, and I, I love that they charge you for cash that you're giving to them. That blows my mind. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not enough that they're going to take it anyway. Like I was buying breakfast for my wife and I and the baby. It was like $50 for breakfast for the three of us. It was just like, things were just fucking adding up, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do one parlay. I'm not going to do a separate bet. I'm going to put Julian in that. So I had like nine people in the parlay. And of course, first fight in. Uh, Gone. It was, it was $40 to win 17000 right? <laughs> And I was like, the lady, $40 to win $17,000. The, la- the lady, as a, she goes, good luck. Uh, it, like, she even was just like. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's like, thanks for your money. Like, so dude, right away, thing, oh, my God. Right away, Eric Anders gets fucking choked out, first fight in, for that, in the parlay. And now I'm rooting for the rest of them to lose. Because I'm like, oh, I know my next nine are going to come in. And I'm the fucking moron. But I love Eric Anders. He gave me a free T-shirt with friends, yada, yada, yada. So Don Fry is calling me right now. Uh, so that T-shirt cost you forty dollars. Uh, Don, <laughs> forty-eight. Are you coming on the podcast? Forty-eight. And the address is wrong or something like that. All right, I'll send you the link again. Is Don driving to the podcast? So, uh, all right, yeah, we're giving him. Uh, okay, listen, let me, let me just, let me. Okay, if you want to throw money away on a long shot, you can do that. If you're making one that you're, you're like, here's my one. You have to pick the ones you, the few, the three that you're like, those are a lock. I totally what, and that, and then that way you're like, if it doesn't go, you have a shot of. I didn't think you're like, well, a lock. I just want, I wanted her to win. That's what I'm saying. That's why you were throwing it away, basically. When you're like, I only have one, so I better make it the longest shot in the world. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. Like, that's fucking stupid. If you have but one, you go for your best shot. What was crazy was that my underdogs came in. I bet on Oliveira. That came in. Uh, I bet on uh, like I had five that came that actually came in. I had I had I had uh, I had what's his name Dominic Cruz. I think he was a favorite. He came in. It was Cody Nolov that got fucking crushed. Uh, yeah, and he killed four of my parlays. Eric Anders. <laughs> so you did go ahead and bet on all this. So don't act like. Yeah. So Penny, did you go on Penny <laughs> on any of them? Uh, no, I lost every bet because Cody Garbrandt. Like I put, I was so sure he was going to win. I was like, well, that's the lock. Then I'm gonna put in all my parlays because I thought it's Cody's, Cody's <laughs> and then, size and power moving to 125. I was like, no one's gonna knock him out at 125. And you know, like uh, I was, yeah, I could have, uh, I, I would have been happy to hear he died after that fight. I was so mad that he cost me all this. <laughs> that's how I blame him specifically. But well, I didn't want him to die. But 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 well, maybe not I, die. But but I, but I did go. But it was crazy. As soon as he got hit with the one, I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's probably depleted. He probably got yeah. no water in him. His chin was was not great at 135. And that's all they could talk about was, you know, that's what they say. When you have to cut weight like that much, it really affects your chin. I don't know what that is. It's not bad, but that's what they – they were – boy, they couldn't stop mentioning that shit. Well, there was a chance – well, first when he got rocked, he said, come on, bring it. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the baddest motherfucker ever. Like, that looked really cool. For a guy to get, like, rocked like that and say, Brandon. Until he got hit again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh, he recovered. Oh, my God. I thought, and like, oh, nope, that was a fake. That was, okay, there it goes. Yep. Uh, I, now, now the, the link is working for everybody but Don Fry, right? Is that? Is that yeah, yeah. All right. The second one was Charles Oliveira. Well, not the, well, the main, main card. For some reason, I had a feeling Oliveira was going to win because I think that Conor McGregor was like the X factor here because everyone – like McGregor was like a Tyson for a second. He was just beating everybody. I mean, not like – and he was knocking them out. But he never came back. McGregor never got hurt and came back in a fight ever, 
ever. All of his fights, he always That's was true. Like, and yeah. and if he didn't knock you out, he pretty much lost, except for the Nate Diaz fight. That was the decision in the Max Holloway fight early on. Um, and maybe he has some more cage warriors that I haven't seen. But, uh, yeah, so – but I think that everyone had built McGregor so much that when Poirier beat him, it was like they were forgetting how good Oliveira was. I think that I – don't, I don't know how good McGregor is right now. It's like one uh, of those things like, you know, everyone was like, with well, the he, he fucking ran through Cowboy, but that dude, like – that was a weird fight where yeah. he got, you know, hurt with shoulder strikes. That's never happened before in the history. Like, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> shoulder strike, like, knocks you out. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, it, that was a strange – it was a strange situation. Um, and uh, – I, but poor – I'll give Oliveira credit, though, because I was watching the first round. I was like, Oliveira's crazy. He was – he got rocked a couple times. And I'm with Forrest Griffin, who knows a lot more about fighting than I do, obviously. And he's like, oh. Alvaro looks great. And I'm like, great, he's getting fucking murdered. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, this is a great game plan. I'm like, uh, he's about to get knocked out. And then, lo and behold, Alvaro came back and, uh, you know, choked him out round two. I mean, was it two or round three? I forget which round it was. I think it was, I think it was two. Or was it three? Uh, I don't remember. I, get, I don't know. There's no recap. Honestly, there's, there's no recap of the slate on yeah. the UFC website for some reason. Uh, you what, though, there was more fighting in that first round than there is in most total UFC fights, man. Them dudes went at it for the first round. Yeah. That was crazy. But y'all thought, you know, something I found interesting, man. At no point did Oliveira look like he doubted he was going to win, like during the fight. He didn't look like he had the same with Juvenile opinion. They both looked, I don't know how to explain it, other than like Oliveira got dropped and he looked like he was still coming straight forward, not at all discouraged, not anything. And uh, Juvenile opinion, when she was getting hit, she just kept swinging and it wasn't like no fear, no anything. It's, uh, I don't know. Belief in yourself can be a powerful thing, man. Don, what do you think of the uh, Pena fight? Uh, <laughs> I question it. I question it. Uh, I don't want to say. I, I don't want to. You know, I I, I really don't want to say it because um, he's uh, what's her name? Uh, Juliana. No, Nunez. 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 Yeah, Nunez. Shit. I'm having a bad day. Um, I just, I just question her. I don't want to say what I think because she lives in Brazil and uh, they've been known to kill a soccer player for missing a fucking goal. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, do you think maybe she just didn't? She just kind of overlooked Pena. Thought she was going to come in and just gasp quickly, and then she had nothing left. Yeah, I think she. Uh, I believe their own newspaper clippings, you know, not that they're newspaper clippings anymore, but that's, that's also what us old people used to say, you know, yeah. you believe your own newspaper clippings. And, um, it looks like, you know, that was it. She was impressed with herself. Didn't worry. Um, she probably played mom too much instead of going to the gym, playing athlete and bitter in the ass. what do you think of the, uh, Poirier all verified? Oh, that was a good fight, man. I was impressed, you know. I was really impressed. Them two boys scrapped the whole time. Um, I, I, I agree with Sean. I think Oliveira never thought he was going to lose at all. You know, he wasn't worried at all. It's crazy, though, because I was like, in the beginning, I was like, he's getting he was getting clipped a lot. And I'm like, what? Is this a good strategy? Because he's getting rocked. But it obviously was a great strategy of just – Getting in so close to Dustin where he couldn't really 
wasn't in his range, and at the same time, or or going to the ground and, and hitting him with, with like those elbows. And it, it looked like Dustin was surprised at his strategy. Like he was not expecting Alberta to just bum rush him like that. Oh well, yeah, I mean you don't expect the champion to bring the fight to you. You know you got to bring the fight to the champ usually. I mean because you know you've got to you've got to significantly defeat the champ in order to win the belt. Did you ever have a fight like that where you didn't expect the guy to have the game plan he had? No, no, never cared. Never cared about their game plan. I just played mine. You know? <laughs> that sounds right. Gonna worry about that what about you, right. Sean? What about you, Sean? Uh, yeah, I can literally say no fight I ever thought went the way I thought it would. Like, it was like every time I would, like, plan it all out in my head, like, this will do this, and this will happen. And, like, uh, when I fought Soa Pulele, he picked me up and slammed me first thing, like, picked me up, like, over his head and slammed me. And I was positive he was going to stand with me and not try to go to the ground because there's no way I was going to beat him standing up. And then he decides to make him slam me first thing. Christian Warcraft tried to knee bar me, a guy who's a wrestler, and not even, not even good, just a high school wrestler, not even a college wrestler, goes to a knee bar after I take him down, which I just didn't see a 6'8", 300-pound guy trying to knee bar me, and it actually worked. I didn't, he didn't submit me, but he reversed me. So, yeah, I never uh, I never had very good game plans at all, I don't think. So. I'll tell you who I was impressed with the most <laughs> out of the whole card, well, except for Pena, of course, was uh, O'Malley. Because that guy O'Malley knocked out was good. He didn't knock out some scrub. And that's what he made. He made him look like he was a scrub. You go in there and goes, I thought this guy was supposed to be a real challenger for him, and he made him look like a stepping stone. It was, I got to admit, it was pretty impressive. He's a guy that gets better. He's getting better and better. It was amazing. I mean, I don't know. O'Malley, because uh, he has everybody like kind of rooting either for or against him. Nobody's like neutral <laughs> on him. He's got a lot of pressure, and uh, he's rising up. Like, he's, you could tell. He, dude, he hits fucking up. He's also a lot bigger than these guys. He's yeah. like he's a huge yeah. 135er. He must cut. Yeah, a he's lot very of long. But he's got that. Pop. It's funny to hear Joe Rogan talk about how huge some of the 135 pounders are. <laughs> like Joe on the podcast, like if you've seen this guy in person, he's at least 5'4", 140 walking around. Be like, he's a massive person. I'm like, dude, that's what. <laughs> Joe, were you impressed? With <laughs> Just the six foot seven guy. <laughs> so, were you impressed with O'Malley at all? Uh, yeah, man. You know what? He's uh. I would like to see the 21 guys the other guy beat because the other guy looked pretty bad, but um, I don't know who they were. But um, he, uh, I think he's ready to step up. And saying it's funny because he says he doesn't want to step up to higher competition, which he was one of the only honest fighters like me. Like, I always wanted to fight the worst guy available, hopefully injured or a, a guy that's, like, way well past his time <laughs> with a big name. Like, I would have fought Wes Sims every fight if I could have. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> like, uh, I think he's ready, man, for the way he looks, the way he moves. He's on another level striking from these guys he's been fighting. I mean, on a way another level. So, uh, I could do without the fake basketball dribbling and shot after. I think that's ridiculous. But he also has neon pink hair, so what do I know? Yeah. I was going to say, you got to let him have a style. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. got their little thing. Like, you know, uh, Valentina, she likes to do her little, you know, ballet yeah. dance at the end. Like, that's kind of the thing, you know? Don, what are your thoughts on Sean O'Malley? I, I agree with Sean. He needs to ditch the hair and the uh, basketball <laughs> dribble. You know, you're, you're fighting. Just in there, shadow box or something. You know, don't don't bad dribble a basketball. Shit, your style. You, you already proved your style works. You know, your style is your fighting, and you, you don't need the the goofy look now. I mean, if it works for you, fine. But find something else that's dribbling a basketball. I mean, they're goddamn. Commies, you know, they're, they're with, the, with, the, with the Chinese. 
Wait, so all basketball <laughs> players are commies? <laughs> the majority of the are in the NBA. I don't think that most of the guys in there are commies. I, 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 I don't think that most of those guys are support socialism uh, in the NBA. I think those guys are pretty happy with what they, they, they're, they're earning. Uh, right, they don't understand. They don't understand. A lot of people don't understand um, that capitalism got them where they're at. And that if they had communism, they wouldn't have anything. You know, they'd be playing for a bowl of broth. <laughs> Well, they're right. being paid for like the UFC fighters. That is what Don's getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worse, worse than UFC fighters. Yeah. I'll tell you who uh, surprised me also was Jeff Neal because that guy. You know, Ponzinibbio is a great fighter, and Jeff Neal beat him. I mean, it was it was one one going to the third. I had it at least, and uh, Jeff Neal got a. Yeah, D- but he- Sorry, go ahead. Jeff Neal got a DUI two weeks before, so I figured his head was not going to be where it should be. Like he's got all these other problems and this and that. He's you know an issue. And uh, nothing affected him, man. He he looked great. Uh, Greg? Yeah, I heard well, he was he trying needed, to take Don Jones' style. Wait, what was that, uh, Don? He, he needed the bonus to pay for his attorney. <laughs> <laughs> he was motivated. He was real motivated yeah. to stay out of jail. You're damn right. You're Don, damn you ever right. get a uh, DUI? No, I've been lucky. My, my truck knows how to get home by itself, you know. <laughs> I was real lucky. Uh, uh, Greg Fry, have you ever been arrested? Of course I've been arrested. I was arrested for being too damn sexy. Really? You got and, uh, I was driving through a very ugly town, and they pulled me over and they threw me in jail just so the wives could all milk me. I have about 14 kids. Uh, I think the town's name is Comforth, uh, right there between uh, New Mexico and Colorado somewhere. Wow. That sounds uh, very interesting. I have no idea. I gotta, I gotta... You know, I heard uh, Shab got arrested the other day for impersonating a cocksucker. that's two that's two so far football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting bet online has you covered all holiday season more props odds and lines than ever before okay bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this thanksgiving you got to head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. It's not just football, okay? Bet Online has pro and college hoops. They got NHL, they got boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Now, Sean, I know you, you, uh, you and Dominic Cruz have had your differences, but you must have been impressed with Dominic Cruz because he was rocked in the first. Uh, Dude, it was yeah, I was amazed. He actually, I was amazed at what he said about Daniel Cormier, and then didn't back off of it. That cracked me up to Cormier's face, like, "Well, you do suck." I was like, "Holy crap!" But uh, you know, he said later on in an interview, you know, it's Christmas time. Uh, it's time to forgive people. Christmas is actually Don's, uh, Don's favorite uh, time of year, I heard, because it finally gives him a chance to don his gay apparel. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> were you, I've been were you, saved, that one were you saving that one up all week? You, you saved that, <laughs> that one up? That was, that was <laughs> the one you held on to all week, all year. Did, did, did you say Sean or Don? He's, he's going to shot his game here. Uh, but Cruz, you know what? I'll tell you who lost that fight was Keith Peterson because I always thought that like that it wasn't the worst stoppage in the world. And Dom was like complaining about he wasn't really hurt. 
Well, he was a lot more hurt, I think, in this fight than in the Cejudo fight. He came back. For sure. No, yeah, for sure. Um, man, I, 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 give him, I give him a lot of credit. Dominic Cruz. And the other guy seemed like he stopped, didn't stop fighting. But, uh, I mean, allow Dom to get back in the fight and win the Yeah, fight. he kept letting him get back in the fight, too. Every time he'd get hurt, he kind of would back off and, like, give him a second to compose himself. He'd be like, okay, you ready again? Like, like I was, like, talking. It was like an anti-killer instinct. It was like he wanted to, like, hurt you and then, like, revive you and, like, massage your shoulders and be like, all right, you feel better? You ready to go again? He let him off the hook, like, four times in that fucking fight. Uh, Fry? Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who his um, uh, psychological coach is, you know, shit. Um, but he he screwed up big time. I mean, why why would you back off and let the guy re- regain his his uh, his sense, you know, his ability? Oh shit, that's when he should have attacked hard. Well, I mean, Don yeah. was. I mean, Don was throwing back, and the old saying is, you know, a wounded animal is most dangerous. So maybe he was just trying to be, you know. A little bit too cautious, uh, but he it was it was crazy. Ryan Hall uh, is a guy that like uh, what a sight. I love his facial expression at the end. He's just like I don't know. He yeah, just like, did it. I, I keep like, winning. I don't know. Just the positive for having zero testosterone. The guy like Ryan Hall, <laughs> the guy like if they remake Dexter, get rid of fucking that Dexter guy and put Ryan yeah, Hall. It, absolutely. If there's anybody that's – he's definitely skinning, you know, other people and making a dress out of their flesh somewhere <laughs> in a well. He, he's, he, the, the guy's definitely got something weird going on in a van. But he's I wonder how many times he's almost really hurt someone who thought they could bully him, like, you know what I mean, or whatever, because to look at him, you wouldn't think he's no, a yeah. at all. But, like, I guarantee you he's been at a bar or a club if he even goes to places like that. Uh, but if he, I guarantee he's been somewhere, somebody's messing with him. He was probably just sitting there thinking, do you know what I could do to you? Do you have any idea? You know, cause he looks like an accountant or something, man, but he's, he's dangerous on the ground. That dude is something else. But I've never seen a guy so good at getting hit in the face, looking like he's getting knocked over and then going for a heel hook. Like I wonder yeah. if he brains like that, where he lets the guy punch him and then he falls down and goes, you know, that was Fabrice Overdoom's move. That's how he got Fedor. He acted like he was hurt and would fall to his back. And guys would jump into his guard and submit him, you know, like it was. Uh, well, yeah, and they talked about that in the commentary, how he does these moves to make you think he's off balance, to make you think, you know, so that you come in on him and then he drops down and grabs your leg. And uh, he did that a couple of times where he would like, he thought they were engaging and then he would just fall down and grab his fucking leg. I mean, it's the strangest yet effective fucking technique ever. I've never seen it. Don, you ever hit somebody that they did that to you? Hell, I don't know. I don't know if they were faking it or not. I didn't care. I just, you know, I I just jumped on. Let's see, when was it? I I, th- I thought Ken Shamrock did it, you know, because when I knocked him down and I got on, he was already wide awake, you know. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's more alert. He's more alert after the punch than before the punch, you know. So have you ever punched a guy and out and then knocked him back to consciousness? Yeah, that happens in a heavyweight fight. Yeah, you 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 can knock him out, then you hit him again, and wakes him back up. And that's why you got to be careful at the heavyweight level. Hey, Sean, did you ever do that to anybody? Yeah, I've done it. It's happened multiple times, man. Um, especially in my relationships. No, um, the uh, no, I've hit. I've had guys where I hit him with a real good elbow, and I thought it was fight was gonna be over, so I swing again and hit him, and then they start fighting back. Like the second time you hit him, it's like, oh, shit, I should have left it alone after the first one. You know? Yeah. But it does I- happen. It happens. 
And like you overthink everything, Sean. So I could just see yeah. you like fucking go, like oh fuck, like beating yourself up because of that. Like I just, I, I know one time during a fight, it's one of the funniest things ever. I picked a dude up and slammed him, and when we hit the ground, he goes, "Holy shit, you're strong!" And it completely <laughs> threw me off, like in a fight or whatever, because it was like it was just like a compliment, but like he was also almost admitting defeat, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it really, it really made me think for a second. Then I punched him in the face a whole bunch, and he almost died. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he is a guy. That was the guy who was like my fourth fight. He started having seizures after I hit him. I hit him a couple times after he was out, which I felt bad about, but I was just wanted the fight over with. And so then he started seizing, foaming at the mouth, and his heart stopped, and they were pumping his chest and trying to wake him up. And his mom was like in the front row, looking at me and looking at her son. And I almost, uh, I didn't want to fight. I, I think I didn't fight for like almost a year after that. I didn't want to do it anymore, man. That was, uh, I didn't want to kill anybody, man. That's, uh, it's a whole different thing to beat someone up and then to actually have killed someone for a split second, you know, like it, uh. Right. Hard to stop you mean you didn't want to kill anybody anymore? <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to Once you actually anybody, got there, you were like, oh, this isn't cool. I thought it'd be cool. Yeah. It's not cool. Right. Yeah, it's not as cool. Not in a sporting environment. Not in a sporting environment. If they only money on the street, that's a different story. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Jillian, <laughs> Jillian Robertson had a girl in a rare naked choke, and uh, it was like early, early on, the girl put her, her finger in her eye. I mean, literally, yeah. like, that was insane. Uh, Twice. And they were like, and they kept going, that was so dirty. That was so dirty. And it was. I mean, she should be kicked out of the UFC or, or somehow fined or something. I mean, that kind of I heard of John moves. Jones said, if you're going to poke somebody in the eye, you need to do it while you're facing them. None of this dirty while they got your back. <laughs> I do it like a man right to their face. Exactly. Trying to maintain make, distance. Make like trying to measure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole tie to Vosi. I don't I don't understand the shoey. I I I I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, people are going crazy about it. I just I don't know. It's not my thing. I that, that, that that was a, with the beard at the end and you like yeah. seat, like someone pouring out all his eyes. Well they're trying to pour it in his mouth and it doesn't strain his fucking yeah. eyes. And he's like, ah oh, shit, there's alcohol in my fucking <laughs> Well, another it's guy. Like, I thought he grabbed my dad because he realized he was drinking alcohol out of a dirty shoe from someone in the crowd. That's how I was <laughs> You know, I like how people, I've with seen... masks, people with masks walking around because of COVID, he's taking people's dirty shoes and drinking their sweat. Like, no problem at all. Okay, so I've played the El Paso comic strip for years, and, and it's a military base. And it, it, one of the biggest ones in America is right there, Fort Bliss. And so we've had a lot of military come to the show before. And after one of the shows, we're partying afterwards with some of these military guys. And he's like, let's shoot the boot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, shoot the boot. And he takes off his boot and he made all of us spit in it first. Oh, God. And then pour, he poured beer in it. And then he drank the whole thing. Uh, well, that guy it was like five guys, one boot. Is that the video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy hangs out at uh, rest stops, you know, along the roads. <laughs> that guy probably has all the antibodies, too, you know? So, <laughs> that guy's not good. So, uh, by the way, so I did a show. Uh, so I invited uh, Terrence McKinney. You know, you know Terrence? Terrence, the guy, he won his last three fights by knockout. Uh, he's, like, just won in, like, 17 seconds and under a minute. And his story is, like, a crazy story, right? So uh, – I invited him to my show, and, he, and he's like, oh, he, first he was going to present at the awards. He was super excited about it, first award show. So I invited him, and he's like, I'm going to bring my mom. And I'm like, okay, great. Then he's like, hey, man, I can't make it, blah, blah, So I invited somebody else because this, this guy William came, right? So William came with his mom, but I, didn't, I never met Terrence before or William. I met William like once. So it's, it's dark at the L.A. Comedy Club. And he's like, hey, I like made it. So I think it's Terrence. And he's like, hey, man, thanks for the tickets. I'm like, no problem. And he's with his mom. I'm like, oh, thanks. 
So I'm on stage, right? I'm like, God, oh, guys, there's some MMA fighters here. Terrence McKinney's here. Terrence is an amazing Oh, player. no. He's ranked number one in the nation in wrestling. He was. And then he, he, got, uh, he took LSD and he took uh, cocaine, took mushrooms one night. He got tased three times by the cops. And then he was pronounced dead three times. He recovered. So what's, you know, I do a whole, everyone's applauding, blah, 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 blah. And then Tatiana Suarez is here. I'm like, Tatiana's ranked number two in the world. She, she beat cancer. And, and she's, so I do a whole thing, right? At the end, I go, so Terrence, when's your next fight? And then Terrence's mom goes, his name is William. <laughs> I, had the wrong, I had the wrong guy. I was like, oh, shit. William. He's like, oh, wait, oh, so that you're not Terrence McKinney? He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, my name is William. I go, luckily, I knew William, too. I go, what? They call him Prison Will over the, at, like, at like his, his gym because he's been to pray. He fights like he's in prison. I'm like, oh, William. I know William. I'm like, they call you prison? He goes, yeah, because you just got out of prison. I go, man, you know, if I was fighting you, I would drop the soap and run. I do a whole bit about William. Thank God. Like, but it, it was, I called Terrence and told him that. I did an entire speech about him, and uh, it wasn't him. Uh, at all. Good work. Now nobody thinks you think all black people look the same. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I go, this looks really bad. This is so uh, bad. Uh, no, I like how you added like... that it was really dark in there so you couldn't tell. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It you definitely wrong. made it better. That You're definitely wrong. made it less racist. Oh, man. Uh, so, and you yeah. know you can't see him in the dark. Am I right? <laughs> Only if they smile. It was yeah, I, I can see his eyeballs <laughs> and his teeth. Thank, thank you. I, I called Terrence later and told him sorry, left. Then I go to the MMA Awards, right? They went really well. We did a couple uh, the sketches that I wrote this year were awesome. The one with Dean Thomas uh, as Stephen A. Smith. It's on my Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, we had Al Jermaine, uh as like Adele saying, me, me. And then we had me take to a home shopping network. So my daughter, I bring my wife and daughter. And right away, my daughter like doesn't want to do the red carpet because she, she, she like woke up from her nap. So she's like, no, no, like get away. She just like, she's crying. It was great. Yeah, the picture of that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> but then she meets Mackenzie Dern kid, right? Mackenzie Dern, and they hit it off immediately. Like they have the great, the dancing and running around. And Mackenzie Dern is like the sweetest person ever. We're talking, and I felt bad for like the 400 jokes I made about her fake accent and missing weight. Like she doesn't know who I am. And I, like, and I wanted to be like, hey, uh, you don't know me, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then she was like, I'm sorry, it was really dark in there. I thought you were Brendan Shop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she was so nice. That's three. She was so nice. But she, her kid is two and a half, right? Her little daughter is adorable, but she's teaching her jujitsu. And they're like, yeah, she doesn't have anyone to train with. I'm like, you think? Right? So her and Violet are playing, and she's taking down my daughter. Like, she keeps taking her down, like, trying to, like, do jujitsu. <laughs> and Violet's looking at me like, uh, Daddy, what is this? Like, Don't look at me. I just tell jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know anybody train with? Maybe her and Cody Garber should get together. <laughs> Great. They're about the same size. Oh, damn. Uh, and then uh, Tony Kelly came, by the way. Tony Kelly won his fight. So he drove from New Orleans to Vegas with his, uh, his girlfriend, Andrea Lee, uh, who, who's doing great. She's right, Frank right now because he doesn't want to wear a mask. He's like, Sean, uh, he refuses to wear a mask. And I said on the show, they came to my show, I go, thank God you guys won because that would be the longest road back. Of his wife, like, you know, we could be flying right now, uh, but somebody <laughs> wear a mask. Like, um, but, uh, he had a good fight. He looked good. He, he looked really good. Um, but uh, 
Did you watch the you watch the bare knuckle boxing, the fight that went on between Julian Lane, the guy who was on the Ultimate Fighter? He was famous for saying, "Let me bang, bro." Uh, that was his whole. Th- you ever watch that that series, uh, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So there was like this meathead guy, Julian Lane, who really wanted the fight. And one night he got really drunk in the house. He was like, let me bang, bro. Let me bang. And, he, and like he became the guy who, who was crying because he wanted the bang. Let me bang, bro. He wanted to punch at other guys. He kept saying, let me bang, bro, right? So he's now in bare knuckle boxing, right? He's doing pretty well. Well, he's, he wants to fight Mike Perry. So Mike Perry was at the event, uh, and they got into a fight. <laughs> so, Imagine that. So, he got, so all his dreams came true. <laughs> So what happened was Mike Perry was talking to Chris Lytle and uh, Chris Lytle was like, oh, you're a professional fighter, Mike Perry. Blah, blah. And then someone, he yells out, Mike Perry's a pussy. Pussy Perry, pussy Perry. And threw something at Perry. Perry then just takes off the thing and just jumps into the crowd to fight him. Uh, and then um, and then the guy gets made. He goes, he hit me. And then Lemmy Bangbro got mad and he got hit. But he's, he started the fight. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, that was shocking that Mike Perry reacted like that. He's normally a very level-headed, uh, calm guy. <laughs> but, yeah, and I'm surprised there wasn't really good security there to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Don't these fights take place in South Dakota or something? <laughs> yeah, 500 <laughs> fighters and there's no security here. It always makes sense. This was in Tampa. <laughs> so let me let me let me see if I can find this. Okay, so here's the here we're, we're going to show. What happened at Bare Knuckle Boxing? All right, so this is just the beginning, right? This is the beginning. And there you go. Huh. Well, I don't knew there was no reason to even try. It's like, can we? Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we guys uh, actually? Can we get some cameras on this, guys? The action's right <laughs> over there, right now. So, (laughs) I really think we are living in like the the prime bare knuckle boxing, and people are just like it is. It's one thing after another, Uh, and then so then here's another angle from the fight. Hold on, Uh, but I we now we have to see this fight, right? I mean, this has to be. I this is gonna be. I mean, this is a. So hold on, here we go, and uh, let me see if we can get this. Here we go. There's a gate in between them. Oh, so they do have security. They invited all the Target employees to come down. (laughs) (laughs) He hit me. I threw shit at him and called him a bitch. He hit me. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. It makes me, it surprised me when guys like that, like he can't believe Mike Perry hit him. Like I wouldn't be able to believe it if Mike didn't. Or like the guy that went up to Hector Lombard and got in his face and got punched and couldn't believe it. Like what What don't you believe? That's exactly what I would expect if I were you. Like, that's right. the, the guy says, Perry, you pussy. Perry, you pussy. Right. <laughs> something at him. And then he goes, he hit me. <laughs> I heard Perry was mostly offended that he didn't call him the N-word. Like, oh, my God. I mean, Mike Perry is just uh, – uh, man, it was so funny. I mean, Mike Perry is – he's just, like, everywhere he goes. And he was just trying to have an interview. He wasn't really trying to get to a fight. Like, he was just trying to – but, like, you can't expect, you know, 
You don't, you don't throw something in his face. You expect him to do anything. That's not the guy. That's not the guy to, to fuck with. Uh, I'm really surprised UFC let him go, man. I can't believe. I know they offered him huge money elsewhere, but I cannot believe that they let let him go. Like he's so popular, and he's never been in a fight that was anything but awesome. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. No, you're no, right. You're right. He's a record. He quickly became a very recognizable brand, and he's a guy that even when he loses, he puts up great fights. I mean, he thinks yeah. you know he could be like yeah. a Cerrone that you just keep him around, you know, to make guys fight him to see what they got. You know, could have done Perry Nick or Nate Diaz at some point, man. That would have been amazing. No, you're right. You're right. That would have been amazing. Uh, although I think that you know, I think Mike Perry was one of those dudes that has his really heavy hands, and his but his other skills weren't. You know that like that people figured out how to beat him. I think that was yeah. the problem. They they kind of there was a blueprint on how to beat this guy. But Alan Juban kind of actually was the first guy to kind of figure out. And then everyone just started doing. Or I, maybe it was Max Griffin also beat him too. And, and you've got people realize okay, just don't go punch for punch with him, and you're probably gonna win. Um, this week there's actually some good fights. Uh, Derek, uh, no Chris Dalkus, who's a cop. I think he's right, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maine cop, I believe, or maybe New Hampshire, is fighting Derek Lewis. Uh, Who used to be a criminal. So. <laughs> he was in jail. So, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I have to look into that. Uh, but, yeah, this should be a good fight. This should be a really good fight. Um, both these guys could bang. Uh, Dacus has won, like, his last five fights, I believe, by knockout. Um, and Derek Lewis is a monster. Uh, who do we like in this fight? Don Fry. Ah, hell, I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the cop looks like. Uh, let me see if we can find some Chris Dalkus highlights. Uh, and then also, I think Don just wants to know what he looks like, just his face, and then he'll be able to tell. Yeah, I, I think all you need to know is uh, he's the white guy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He's a white cop. Well, then shit, he's in the club. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 now, the views of Don Fry are not. Uh, they did not <laughs> uh, We're just joking, everyone. We're just kidding. Me and, me and Greg Wilson are not in the club. Uh, all right, so here we go. Yes, uh, we're not in that club. Not in that club. All my sheets are patterned, um, so I'm not in the club. I like how you left me in the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're the bouncer at the door to the club. club. All right, so here's some Chris Dalkus highlights. Uh, oh, oh, I guess he's from Philly. Dietrich. That's, Chris that Smith. is not Derek Lewis. Genuine good guy. <laughs> I mean, how do you not rip for a guy who's a cop and a fighter? What a, I mean, that's just... He's a freestyle fighter setting six feet three inches tall. Philadelphia. Weighing at 227 pounds and 12 percent. Uh, I'm going Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> How much does Derek weigh? Oh, jeez. Probably 285 by the time he walks in the cage. Yeah. yeah. And this guy's only two and a, this guy's two and a quarter? Yeah. Two, 250. They say 250. Oh, I thought it said 225. Well, I guess maybe in that fight, but his current stats say he's 250. What's his record? Uh, he's 12 and three. 12 and three. I mean, I mean, he's a good fighter. His last fight was a good fight. He was great. I think the issue here, though, yeah. is that he seems to want to go punch for punch with people, and that you're never going to beat Derek Lewis in a punch for punch contest. Uh, no, Derek. Derek's had the, the experience now too. You know, I mean, he he's been in a couple title fights. He lost them, but he's been there. You know, so you know. he can go. 
but he also has quit before. Uh, I know he quit in the Mark Hunt fight. He said, I guess he was eating, according to Vince Michelle, he was eating ribs before the fight, like literally like right before he walked out and then, uh, and then had stomach cramps and said he, had to, he was going to shit himself. So that's why he tapped. But he was losing the fight anyway. Uh, but he has sort of like... <laughs> Anybody else want ribs now? Like, <laughs> that's, that's who's, all I have. Who's his trainer? I just want to shit who's myself. Who's his trainer is Corman? Why would the trainer Corman let him do something like that? I don't think you could tell Derek Lewis what to do. I think I, I literally thought Don just said, "Why didn't his like trainer give him cornbread?" And I was like, "This is getting out of control." <laughs> <laughs> he, well, first of all, his trainer is Tony Roma, and then, and then his uh, his his corner man was Dicky. So you know they were they, yeah I think they were trying to get him to decide who had the better ribs. Dude, I, I would laugh right. so hard though if I saw him eating ribs for like any, if I saw anyone eating ribs before they walk out. Uh, I think right. there's video of it. Right. I think there's video of him eating ribs, like before the fight. Like I, I think I saw it in the locker room. I may be crazy, but I think I saw it. <laughs> like, like I, he would also become my my favorite fighter, fighter ever. So also Bilal Muhammad, uh, who I give props. Hopefully so anybody fighting Stephen Thompson. I think that was the problem with the Jeff Neal fight. Was I saw him fight Stephen Thompson, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's not as good as I thought he was. Stephen Thompson makes everyone look bad because he's got that fucking weird style of karate. Yeah. Nobody else has that if you can't figure out how to beat them, like the three guys that beat them, then you all, you would look bad. You just, it's like it's like Machida. Has anyone ever looked good against Machida except for maybe Vitor Belfort when he knocked him out? I mean, he's just so hard to look good against. And I it, wonder who Don's rooting for in that fight. Uh, Stephen Thompson <laughs> or a Muslim from the Middle East? I wonder what the hard decision. That's the coin toss. <laughs> First of all, he's American. He, he, is, he is American. He's yeah, his, name, his name is Bilal Muhammad, but his, his nickname is Remember the Name. Yeah, he, he grew up in Chicago. He's like the nicest dude. He went he went to law school. Super smart, like awesome guy. He came to my show. He was sitting next to Nathan Levy from Israel. And he, I think he's from Palestine. I'm like, are you guys okay here? <laughs> I was no like, shit. <laughs> There's not going to be any rock throwing. Both of them laughed and, and, and were great sports. He happens to be a hilarious guy, too. Bilal, he did, he did this, like the Tony Ferguson workout program one time, his sketch. That was like the funniest sketch. That's everything, hilarious. Everything was wrong. He was like bench pressing like like, like the, 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 the fucking the, the, the bench. <laughs> like he went under the bench, <laughs> started benching it. Like the treadmill was like he was walking on his hands. Uh, Bilal happens to be uh, also Ricky, Masson, Ricky Simone. I, wait a minute. Oh, can we talk about this fight real quick? Because I think this is a very bad matchup for Steven Thompson. Why? I think Bilal Mohammed is going to uh, have a lot of problems for him and he's going to beat his ass. I don't know. I mean – is anyone in a bad matchup for Thompson except for – I mean, Thompson got beat by Matt Brown. He got, he got knocked out by uh, Mosfidal, but he was winning that fight, right? I think he lost he, his last fight to Gilbert Burns. Yeah, uh, he's been real hit and miss, and Bilal Muhammad's been hot, man. And this guy, you know, he's going to bully him. I think he's going to bully him. I think he's going to take him down. I think he's going to submit him. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. Sean? Uh, I mean, I think Steve Thompson's past his prime, man. Uh, I really do from what I've seen. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go Muhammad if I had to pick. Also on the card is uh, Raquel Pennington versus Macy Chasen, who's 6-1. Uh, uh, she won the ultimate fighter. She had, like, one bad night against, I think it was Yana Vergara. And she's, she's 
people don't talk about her enough. She's really good. Uh, Raquel's my girl. She drove two hours with Tisha Torres to come watch me in, in Colorado. So I'm always going to vote for a, a root for anyone that <laughs> supports me like that. Uh, so I got to go for Raquel uh, in this one. Angela Hill's also on the card. Uh, and uh, I love some Angie. Saturday night is Jake Paul versus uh, the, the rematch. Uh, versus who? Tyron Woodley. Oh, God. Again? <laughs> Why? Thank you. Thank you. What the fuck is happening? He was supposed to fight Tommy Fury, who is Tyson Fury's little brother. Uh, and Tommy bailed out because of an injury. So Tyron Woodley has stepped up to fight Jake Paul. Jake Paul says if Tyron knocks him out, he's going to give him 500 grand. Um, who do we like in this card, uh, in this fight? No one. No <laughs> Thank one. you. Thank you, Don. No one. <laughs> you know who wins this? Anyone who doesn't watch or care about it. Uh, uh, Sean, who, who is this? Uh, I would say that Tyron Woodley never fails to disappoint me. So um, I think uh, Jake Paul will win again. Uh, whether it's rigged or not, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I think if Woodley was going to beat him, it would've, he would have beat him the first time. I don't see it going any different this time. And uh, if he goes out there, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes out there and doesn't throw any punches and then has him hurt and doesn't finish him. And then afterwards, talking about how he got ripped off on a decision. Like, it doesn't surprise me. So. I think Woodley comes through this time. I think he knows his gas tank's not great because he hasn't trained that much because he took it by his So he's going to come out and actually throw punches because he's going to figure he has three rounds in him and he's going to knock him out in the first three rounds. Uh, Greg. You're insane. You're, you're yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go out there and go, oh, yeah, I can knock him out or I can get that extra $500,000. And uh, let him knock me out. So, no, no, no. He gets five hundred thousand dollars if Ty- Jake says if Tyron knocks him out, he gets five hundred grand. Yeah, you know what that means? That means exactly. That's what that means. That means there's a million dollars if he doesn't. That's exactly what the fuck that means. He put a bounty on his own head. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah, you get five hundred if you knock me out. You get a million if you let me know. Yeah, you know. sixty dollars this Saturday night. Sixty bucks. Uh, and also on the card, um, Katie Taylor is fighting uh, Serrano, uh, who's a good Finally. Also, NFL running back. <laughs> uh, Greg, you know this, right? Uh, NFL running back Frank Gore. Sure. He's fighting <laughs> against a uh, retired NBA veteran Darren Williams. Uh, okay. <laughs> The communist, exactly. It's like Rocky IV. <laughs> uh, who are these people? Who uh, you, you, you watch the uh, uh, You watch the NBA, right? Yeah, Darren Williams. He was a really, really good point guard for a lot of years for Utah. Man, uh, he was a good basketball player. I don't know if he can fight. And uh, Frank Gore was uh, one of the all-time leading rushers in the NFL. So, so yeah, well, probably one of the longest careers any running back has ever had. I think he played in the league like fourteen seasons. I mean, uh, yeah, Something yeah, like he he played for fucking ever. And now he's taking what's left of his body and throwing it in the ring. <laughs> so who, who wins this fight, Frank Gore or Darren Williams? I would say Gore based on he's a football player, not a basketball player, so he might be a little tougher. 
Uh, that, that would be the only reasoning I would have for that, too. He's used to being physical and hitting shit, and the other guy is a fucking basketball player. He's a communist. We know this. <laughs> uh, Don, Don Fry, who wins this fight? I go with Gore. Why? For the same reasons that uh, Sean just spit out, you know? <laughs> uh, he's getting, he's getting abused physically. And, uh, you know, the basketball players aren't going to like get his hands when he hits. Yeah. His hands, so he won't, he won't like that at all. That was my problem because I played basketball in college. Was, that, was, was, was Frank already good? He was a good player? He was an excellent player, a very dependable, excellent player for a very long time. Never like a superstar, but very dependable. Uh, I mean, who? Why? 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 This fight's kind of random, no? Uh, you mean like Jake Paul (laughs) versus whoever? Between Paul and God. I want Jake Paul to fight the winner of the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever horse wins, I want him to fight that horse. It's Jake. No, Paul. he needs to start out. With the, he needs to start out the horse and place last. You know, build himself up. <laughs> here it comes. Here, <laughs> here comes Jake Paul. He's entering the ring, and here comes the challenger, America Gray. The uh... <laughs> Dude, I think uh, what's his name fought a uh, a bear on New Year's Eve in Russia. Bob Sapp. You ever see that fight between Bob Sapp and a bear? It was like a nightclub in Russia. Uh, hold on. Do they have different colored trunks on? <laughs> Let me see if I can find the bear. He fought a bear. Let me see if I can find the video. Yeah, yeah, hold on. He fought a bear New Year's Eve. It got 60,000 hits. All right, hold on. Let me see. All right, so here we go. Indebted to the mob is Bob Sapp. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to know. All right, so here's what happened in Bob <laughs> versus the bear. Okay. I love it. He fought him in Russia, and the video's in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what the hell? <laughs> he's fighting a bear. But, he's, but there's a cage in between them. Right. This is dumb. <laughs> They're like mind fighting. How can you? This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> that bear's got to be thinking, let me bang, bro. Take the cage down. <laughs> That's exactly what that bear is thinking. And so is Bob Sapp. <laughs> they told me, hey, Bob wants you. to bang the bear in a different way. Uh, <laughs> so um, so uh, Bob Sapp's here. What was it like fighting that bear? <laughs> oh man, that bear, they're larger than you think, man. <laughs> I couldn't get to him real good. I couldn't get on him, but he was, he really, I'll tell you who took the worst of it. That poor plexiglass. I mean, it really took a beating. That Forrest Gump or Bob Sapp? I don't even know anymore. I gotta hear a sample. Sean, you were so. What happened was we had Bob Sapp on the podcast, right? And for some reason, like he was, I want to say his girlfriend was kidnapped in Africa 
or something? Yeah, somebody like, got kidnapped and then he wasn't supposed to leave the country because they thought he kidnapped her, so he like, left the country I mean, and now he's fighting a bear in Russia. So, I think so came, it all lines up. It all so he lines came on up. the podcast. For some reason, somebody got kidnapped and he called our podcast to tell us. Like, right. he didn't call like, the police or anything. It was like, the, like he called us. And he was laughing. <laughs> while telling us, like, he was laughing at the wrong parts of the story. Uh, yeah. Like, the story wasn't funny at all, but then he would laugh at, like, parts that, like, hey, and then she got kidnapped. Huh, huh, huh. Like, and yeah. I feared that they put her a knife to her throat. Huh, huh. Like, it was, like, none of it made any sense. And, and then... <laughs> they had someone else in that trunk. Huh, 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 huh. Yeah. Like, he was like, What? They thought I was in there. I was at the airport already. <laughs> it was the strangest interview ever. That's awesome. So hung out with Bob Sapp in person. It's something. It's it's a good time, man. He's funny. Uh, so, he is funny. Now, you, why, why? Why would you want to kidnap your own girlfriend? I mean, you would pay somebody to get rid of her, you know, but not you. Why would you keep her? No, he didn't. He didn't kidnap. Thank you, Don. Finally, the voice of wisdom. But but Sean, didn't Bob tell you he had like six months to live, which is why he's throwing all these fights for money? And I was like, no, he he had a guy. I don't want to mention any names. Uh, If I knew his, if I remember his name, I would just say what it was. But he had a guy who uh, was a would smuggle a lot of stuff for him out of Thailand, not people, but other things. And uh, the guy told me that Bob didn't have long left to live. He said he's only got like six months, but like Bob was his hero. And then he also had his own Japanese slave, like um, like this lady that would like, wipe his forehead off like when he was sweating or like she would feed him food, like he didn't touch his food, she fed him. And it was like a weird setup, like a really weird setup because uh, Bob was paying for everything the whole time we were there, but he had like a Japanese slave lady. So I asked the guy who was his smuggler, I said, um, hey, can you get me one of those? No, I said, um, I said, what's with the lady that's his slave lady or whatever? And he said that Bob actually hired her. Like he found out she was like a 15-year-old prostitute 10 years before or whatever, like at a Japanese bar. And he felt so sorry for her. He just hired her to be his assistant, even though he didn't need an assistant. They didn't really have a job for her. And then uh, he just paid her to get her out of the, like, she was an orphan kid, like terrible story. And then the guy told me Bob had like 12 employees. And that's why he was fighting for all the fights so he could fight every couple of weeks because he was paying for everybody's bills or paying for several people's, you know, things. He said he feels so sorry for people. Then, like, he gave Gary Goodrich 50 or $100,000 because Goodrich had brain damage. Like, he, uh, okay. he doesn't brag about it. He's not like Shaquille O'Neal who gives a quarter to a kid on the street and makes a documentary about it. But uh, every time I see Shaq, he's like, yeah, I gave that guy $10. And he's always bragging about something he did. I gave a pair of shoes. But um, – Anyway, yeah, so Bob, uh, like the guy told me Bob secretly has a staff of 12 and he just gives people money all the time. Anybody that's got a hard luck story, Bob will hire him and give him a job. Oh, that's nice. So, all right. So, uh, you know, I got to tell you, when the story starts with he has a slave, it, it, <laughs> it's a, this is a surprisingly positive outcome. And right. I'm glad yeah, to find out. Uh, yeah. You got to maybe, maybe next time call her an intern. Right. Yeah. All right. Maybe All slave right. isn't the word you want to start with. <laughs> so this Saturday And then night, turn it into a heartwarming story about how he saved her from a life of prostitution. The risk you run when you dabble in the flesh trade. Oi. Oh, my God. So this Saturday night, by the way, I, a fight that I can't wait to watch because we haven't talked about it. Cub Swanson, my man Cub, is taking on Darren, yeah. Darren Elkins. Uh, Elkins <laughs> already started bleeding. He's already bleeding. Uh, this this fight has. To see it, you have to subscribe to a time machine. Yeah. 
Does anyone have a flux capacitor? Exactly. Like, I want to see this fight is. 20 years ago. Darren yeah. won his last. No, first, Darren came back and won a huge fight last time. Uh, I don't. I, I'm excited for this fight. This is a, <laughs> a fight. Uh, you fight know what? You're excited. What? You're excited for the Jake Paul fight. So what the hell? I, <laughs> honestly, like, if they fought a hundred times, I would watch it every time, hoping that this was the time that Woodley knocked him out. But, like, I'm gonna have a sad life. <laughs> How, by the way, Don, we never talked about your hand, uh, and we'll we'll close yeah. with this. You got bit by a spider. How did that happen? I I, I don't know. I think so. I was out in the barn working, you know, or, or throwing hay to the horse, not really working, and then you know, I'm talking about, I didn't feel anything, but I started itching in between the two knuckles, um, you know, between the middle, on the middle finger, you know, and, and the ring finger. And it started itching, and then I just scratched it, and then, it, you know, opened it up, and then uh, it started swelling up, and then got red, got black, got blistered up, and and uh, I went to went to an urgent care, sat there for an hour and a half, finally go in to see there, and she says, oh, you don't get bit by something. There's nothing we can do. We don't have the equipment, you know. <laughs> you don't have the IV stuff. No, it is. We're not prepared for that. But it says there's a care. Yeah, but that's not what we do. <laughs> so I had to go to another <laughs> hospital, and um, there were like 50 people in the in the uh, ER. And I said, "What's the wait?" She said, "Some people have been waiting for uh, nine hours." Uh, oh my okay, god! Bye. Yeah. So I went to another hospital. Only had to wait three hours. And then uh, they they looked at it and they said, uh, you got to see a hand specialist. The hand specialist at another hospital. So I go to that hospital. And um, so I, they they checked me in, gave me a bunch of IV antibiotics. And then the, the um, specialist came in the next day, and next night, actually, about 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And she looks at it and says, what happened to you? I said, I don't know. I think maybe I got bit by a spider she says well that's what all drug users say <laughs> oh said, my god oh. Well, that's, what drug, that's what all drug users say they don't know what happened it must have been a spider and i said <laughs> and i said on my finger and she said yeah you'd be surprised what people shoot up at oh. and i said well i'm not a drug addict <laughs> sure sure and so then she says you know, we'll give you antibiotics. I'll see you tomorrow. She came back about the same time, 7 p.m. And I uh, said, so, so you still think I'm a drug addict? She says, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Come on. Dude, as I was going to say, oh, when great. Don started that story, I guarantee they saw he's on a pain management program. And that's when, when they see that, even if you're prescribed one Percocet a month, you're automatically a drug addict, no matter what you're. That's what happened to Stefan Botter. Stefan Botter goes with a fractured vertebrae and they're like well you're on pain management what are you here for pain pills and he's like no i have a broken back and they're like well we're not going to treat you um they, i get the drug addict speech every time i go for anything i could fall off a ladder from a 30-foot thing i don't know why no, i know they do that to, they do that to my sister who uh, needs medical care you know she's on dialysis and so and they she gave you the drug done. they put you on the drugs they put you on the drugs to begin with yeah, and then if you're in pain, they're like, "Oh no, you're a drug addict. You're a, you're trying yeah. to get us to give you, you know, Dilaudid and all this." It's like I'm fucking in pain. Okay, I'm not a drug addict. It's just unreal. They they always say that. That's like the number one. They it's like their favorite thing to say or something. That's uh, fucking yeah. annoying. Anyway, it's all right. Well, God, I'm happy man. you're okay now, man. I truly am. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's ugly. It, it healed it, you know, but fingers ugly but uh i get to go see that that uh 
Ann Smith this Thursday. So I look forward to seeing her again. Yeah, Jim, be sure. <laughs> it's like, give her a good up close look at that thing. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just joking. These are jokes. Uh, Greg, what are you Shop sees a uh, hand specialist at the Asian massage place at least once a week. But that's all right. Uh, Greg, what do, you, what do you have coming up? New Year's Eve. I'm going to be at. Uh, the oh London this, at the Secret Stash show uh, I think on Thursday night uh, London Secret Stash I believe is the name of the show and I'll be there on third I believe that's on Thursday or Friday night one or the other might be Friday night um, and then New Year's Eve I'm at the El Paso Comic Strip so the London trip's coming up we're going tomorrow uh, yeah we leave Wednesday the, yeah so Friday night Friday night the Secret Stash show in London England that's the and then back at El Paso for New Year's Eve. That's what I'm doing. And uh, Don, what do you have? Uh, tomorrow I'll be doing my podcast. We've got Boss Rudin flying in. So Dan and Don be interviewing Boss Rudin tomorrow and probably be released next week. And then uh, New Year's Eve, I'll probably go up to Denver, see my buddy Rocco Siatoli. He used to be my hands guy. And so he invited me to come up there and spend it with his family, you know. And, nice. And. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sean, I got a friend. I got a friend named Brian Pope inviting me to San Diego for Christmas, so I wouldn't be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, ruffle around some weeds, hope to get bit by a spider, so I can go get called a drug addict in a hospital. Yeah. You know, be a funny sketch. You have Don Fry as Santa Claus, and then a kid have kids come up there and be like, "I want this." He goes. Of course you do, you fucking pussy. You have to roll your damn shit. <laughs> like, every time I could ask for something. You realize basketball's for communists. Get the fuck out of my head. Get off my head. You commie bastard. He goes, my, my mommy said, I, I fucked your mom back in 84. She wasn't that good. Next next question. Like, this is next kid, you. next chance. We got to somehow get Don as Santa Claus. Uh, Every kid just gets thrown onto a mat nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Wish, wish tonight. Get the fuck off my lap. Who's next? You got problems. Look at this fucking hand. I got beat by a spider with cars. The kid's going to be like, I may be seven, but I know a drug addict when I see one. <laughs> the kids, all the hey, kids are going to be leaving hey. drugs out instead of cookies for Santa. They're like, who told you this? <laughs> Santa, that you took you guys, are being, you guys are being extremely mean to me. You know that? Extremely <laughs> mean. Like, I'll trade you. I'll trade you. I'll give you a gift for some fucking Percocet. Like, he's such a flopping. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go in mommy's purse and her medicine cabinet and give me the, all the white and yellow pills. <laughs> and hide them under the cookies. Hide them. We just gotta, stuff, we gotta them, do that. stuff them into the cookies. Just stuff them right into the cookies. Somebody send me money. So we can fly fucking by Don to LA and we can shoot that sketch. Uh, we'll have my, I'll have my little daughter in it. She'll be, she'll be the kid asking for presents. We'll get, we'll get her and her friends. That'll be, that'll be the greatest sketch of all time. I'll make that happen and I'll be there as long as I don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, you can call him Santa Fry. <laughs> <laughs> Don Claus or Santa Fry, either way. Uh, all right, January 5th to the 8th, I'm at the Looney Bin in Little Rock. Uh, I'm in Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the 12th to the 15th. Des Moines Funny Bone, January 14th to 15th. Uh, thank you. And New Year's Eve, I'll be in Cabo. Thank you guys so much. Take care, guys. <laughs> the best. See you. Bye, bye. See ya.